0: all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's kajab dot slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. It's ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well that's the cherry on top, but what truly set it apart for me was it's collaboration feature. Money matters constrained relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution from effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content. Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com leisure. That's M-O-N dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Can we get into the gaming? Because we had the conversation, yes. and I had never thought of this, and, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. So when we talk about gaming, obviously a big industry. Obviously, you know, kids are gaming, but they're YouTubing what they're playing, right? Mm-hmm. So Twitch becomes a major platform in that space. But when we were talking about the games we grew up on, the Mortal Kombat, some of the violent games... Mm-hmm they're less likely to be put up on YouTube now because of the gore and the violence. And so that kind of shapes the way that a video game company might actually decide to put out uh, or distribute a game that has such things. And so I'm looking at the space now, and I know some of those popular games, the Grand Theft Autos, the Call of Duties. Mm -hmm. Do you think because of the violence that is attached to them, the strategy might change for Twitch? Or how does that work? Because, I mean, obviously people watch it on YouTube, if YouTube is going to start demonetizing for violence and demonetizing for language, how does that affect the
1: industry? I believe the video game companies now get affected the most because they have to figure it out. So when we said Mortal Kombat 11 came out a week later, they had to drop the price point by 20 percent because they didn't do the projected sales that they wanted. Because how this conversation came up, Troy was like, yo, I'm I'm raw. I'm nice at Pokemon Pinball. At Mario Kart. I said, okay. All these things are all true. (laughs) (laughs) Then we started getting to the games that we grew up on. We brought up Call of Duty and competitive sports. And I said, do you know why most YouTubers only stream Fortnite and Minecraft and Roblox? And why they've been at the top for the last five plus years? It's because they don't show any gore or violence. If you think about it, Fortnite is guns. But what happens when you shoot a character? Digital stuff comes out them. They just, they like they teleport somewhere. They don't like blow up or they like, blood splatters everywhere like Call of Duty. No teabagging in that. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> so with Call of Duty, it's like on a competitive level and for Twitch, it'll still do great. And I do believe that they've solidified themselves as that game because they have those tournaments in place to have people still want to play those games. If Mortal Kombat or any video games of that nature want to do that, I believe they have to take some of that money that they're making, the revenue, because it's a lot, and put it towards a prize pool so that more community players can can get involved. But will it be the thing that people talk about on YouTube? No. No. Grand Theft Auto, I believe has such a cult following and because they had like all these mods that people can play on, right. that it it won't go anywhere. But if we look at like history and how it repeats itself, we can't think that we are not gonna get censored at some point, even on Twitch. Like right now you can do it on Twitch, but is there a possibility for one gamer to take it too far that the entire platform gets censored, just like what happened with YouTube because of Logan Paul. Mm. So Logan Paul, the reason why they start censoring YouTube? Yes. Interesting. They called it the ad apocalypse because advertisers were like, wait a minute, we're advertising our stuff on his his platform. That's making our brand look bad. And now because YouTube wanted to please those advertisers, they're like, okay, well, let's do this quick fix. Let's just use a AI and an algorithm to cipher through everybody's content and you just wake up one day. Imagine like with Loaded Up, we woke up and 450 videos were all age-restricted, demonetized. Whenever we uploaded a video, people were not getting their notifications. Subscribers weren't getting their notifications.
0: You got a shot over Yeah.
1: Because it was weed? Correct, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, let's talk about you working with brands, right? Because like I said, you worked with a variety of different brands from Meta to Jordan to Amazon to Red Bull Call. This is Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100 companies. How What? What? How'd you do it? And what's the value add that you get? Like what's the, what are you selling them? What you, cause you know, like I said, this these are some of the biggest companies in the world. So how did that go about?
1: So when I dropped out of college, my instructors told me I wouldn't be anything without this piece of paper in the industry. And this was at a time where YouTube and Vine, like Vine had just been created. So there was this rise of DSLR creators and the internet was taking this huge shift in the digital landscape. And I was like, $80,000? That I'm going to be paying to go here and I'm basically going to be networking with these kids in my class to create a production company. I could just use that money and go buy some equipment and start this production company now and see what happens. So at that moment, I was doing music videos, weddings, engagements, all this stuff. And so I came across one creator by the name of Ronnie Banks and I was helping manage his content strategy on YouTube he had just got hit up to do a brand deal with coca-cola this was like 2013 so a brand deal and the word influencer i feel like these references were just being coined at this moment in time so for me as a college dropout to be working with one of the most biggest companies in the world on a on a project that they're paying for on the internet that sounded impossible in my head at first and a a switch flipped in my head where i said this is going to be the future of how brands communicate their products with the world so that's what I, I focus on and I bet on. So when we started our production company, we were seeking out more opportunities. I would go out and my girlfriend's a fashion creator. So we would go to Urban Outfitters, Zara, buy clothes, shoot them and return them. And then what we would do is we would create these lookbooks and we would go to different like places like Magic Trade Show or Agenda and we would hand these lookbooks out to brands to try and get their attention. Cold DMs, cold emails. I'm sending 25 to 50 emails a day just saying like, hey. As I kept building a catalog of brands we were working with, I would say, hey, these are the brands that we work with here's what we would love to create for you. And at the time, brands didn't have established Instagram, YouTube channels. Mm. They weren't even thinking about creating digital content. So it was very difficult early on. And like within that 10 year span, it wasn't until the end where I got to work with Jordan because of my girlfriend. So they reached out to her, they wanted her to become an ambassador for Jordan. And we shot um, all of 2022. We did a lot of TikTok content for them and Instagram content as well. And then brands like Coca-Cola, which is crazy that, in six months of me being a content creator, I got to work with them as well on a campaign. And this was, they were doing some augmented reality vending machine thing. But a lot of me reaching out to those brands came from cold DMS and cold emails. Do you, do you think brands get it? Because we're on the phone a lot with, with brands and
0: try to explain to them the, the space, obviously in the podcast and space, which is relatively new, but even from the YouTube standpoint of the importance of that. It's like, I'm not sure they understand
1: completely the value of it. Yet. Are, are, do you do you do you see that as well? Certain brands get it. If you look at the fitness space, you look at who's disrupted it in the last 5 years, Gymshark, Fabletics. They're 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 taking market share from other companies who have been here for 20 plus years. And they're doing it because they're activating influencers and content creators. If you look at the fashion industry, you look at Forever 21, Macy's, and so many other brands, but now you see brands like Pretty Little Thing, Fashion Nova, Shein, and they're focusing on digital creators. And that's like their main marketing driver because they know more people want to shop online. So you are seeing this digital shift, but there are a lot of old heads that work for companies that just don't get it, but they have the marketing budgets to be able to. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's really messing it up that a lot of creators don't talk about is you're not talking directly to the brand most of the time. You're going through some middle agency and brands hire out different talent agencies and different brand ad ad agencies so they could be messing that relationship up with you for that brand. So what I would recommend creators to do is get on LinkedIn, pay that $70 a month, and what you do is start connecting with all these different marketers who work at agencies. Start planting that seed. Start connecting with people who run the social media or marketing at Coca-Cola, at UGG, at, at Meta, or whatever it may be that you want to target. Reach out to them and provide some type of value. Don't go in there and just say, hey, my name's such and such. I love your product and I really want to work with you. That's not enough value because everybody is saying that same exact phrase. Go in there and try to make genuine relationships with people. We're, we're looking at the metaverse as this like big thing. We're looking at web three. That's going to change everything. We're used to going to mixers and conferences and shaking hands and talking to people. LinkedIn is that, 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 that web three conference. You yeah. just, people have to make that adjustment. And also you have to paint pictures for people, right? They have to see the value proposition of what you want to do for them. Like, hey, here's a video I created for meta or a series I did for them. I'd love to do the same thing for you. Here's the metrics it got. Now you're answering, what is it? How can it work? Are you sure? And can you make it work? That's the whack that I learned.
0: My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop, backdrop,
1: <laughs> a mic drop, backdrop, backdrop.